Hello, welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer. Introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. that I realized that my children would write their own story and it was one that would be not like my story and that I would have to to try to instill in them the confidence to navigate through life. And although the book shares a lot of the misunderstandings that I had as a mother, the things that I didn't know, I think we can, you know, I, I can say that Ashley's come through this with a very strong identity and with who she is and having her own fingerprint on her own story. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with mother and daughter team, Lorraine and Ashley. Taylor. And I am just loving that we get to have this space and time to talk about cultural identity, what it means to be culturally blended, and how we all really share a lot of that identity formation process when we, you know, have the the skin that we're in, in the culture and the times that we are and how we all have similarities and we all have differences. And so that can kind of work, you know, and create a tension that we have to navigate as we become adults. So it's great that we have both perspectives, you know, the the mom perspective and the, the daughter perspective. Um, and speaking of which, I understand that uh, the term mom is used more in your side of the world. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, so I'll tell you the story of how it happened because it's actually a story that ends up in the book and it ends up in the chapter that you probably wouldn't expect. <laughs> and that is a chapter on grief. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So the whole concept is that when Ashley was born, we were in Dubai. I grew up in Colorado in the United States. I was American citizen. Ashley's father is a New Zealand citizen. And so being raised in Dubai, when she started talking, I was it was a really big thing for me of what is she going to call me? Because mm-hmm. in Dubai, it is a British school curriculums that they went to. Everyone said mum. And in New Zealand, everyone said mum. But I've always thought I would be mom. Right. But as a mother, you want to create an environment for your children. That's the easiest. And I thought, well, it'd be, you know, it would make them stand out if they called me mom. 
especially we had a plan for them to come to New Zealand. So I thought, okay, well, when she starts talking, she can call me mom. And then it was very interesting because it always had this twang in me that I felt that there was something that wasn't quite right. And even today, I'll admit that when my daughters call me mom and not mom, that there's something that I feel, feel is missing. And I didn't under, uncover that until the end of the conversations of five years with Ashley, that we began to dig deep into what grief is. And we define grief in the book as something like slow growing mold that goes undetected, <laughs> but it's unwanted. Yeah. And it was yeah. like there was this weighing. And it was that the reality is that I I mean, mom to me is my mom was a mom and my grandmother was a mom. And so mom to me is more than a word. It, it encompasses a feeling. It encompasses an emotion. It has identity. memories packed with it mm -hmm. and identity. And so it was a really a great thing to actually put in the book because I know that when people begin to dig deep into these things, that when they mm -hmm. feel these twangs, that a word um, can a title, anything can bring something out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I, you know, I have to go back and forth sometimes, you know, mom's changing the world, mom's changing the world, you know, kind of yeah. has, a, has an interesting ring to it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But it is, yeah, it's so interesting how three little letters, right? And one mm -hmm. letter change, right, can have this whole cascade of meaning and identity, you know, even from the parent side as well, well as the child side. Well, interestingly enough, we have people that are pre-reading the book at the moment. And last week I had a conversation with one. She's from Azerbaijan and she's living here now in New Zealand. And she's raising her New Zealand children here with her British husband. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a bit of a cultural blend. Yeah. But what she said that when she read that part of our book about the mom versus mom dilemma and the grief, she shared a story with me that I'd never thought about. And that was that people have always mispronounced her name since she left the country that she was born in. Mm -hmm. And since she's come to New Zealand, they say it phonetically. They don't say it as it should, as it was said to her when she was growing up. Mm -hmm. And yet she, like me, you know, we just push it aside. It's, you know, when somebody calls you that, there's a twang, but you don't say anything because you just kind of want to fit in with the way things are said here uh, or yeah. in, in the place that you're at. So the mom versus mom dilemma is really how like a word can trigger so much. And it gave, well, I mean, this is my oops moment is that I said, oh my gosh, how do you pronounce your name? And I had been pronouncing her name incorrectly. And I didn't ask her when I met her, how do you pronounce your name? Yeah. And these are the kinds of things I believe that the book and the community will bring about is that we need to have conversations about this so we can find out about this. I don't want it. I don't want to offend somebody, but I right. never thought about that. Yeah. There's, There's just... so much to a name. Go ahead, Ashley. That's okay. 
the the whole concept of like mom and mom and it kind of starts like it sort of in a way opens Pandora's box into other topics in our book, especially like this can kind of lead on to accents. And yeah. that is a big part of our life is mm. like is is having like when I came to New Zealand, for argument's sake, I spoke with an American accent because I was raised my mom was a stay at home mom. So I said things American like, you know, and I spelt things British because I went to like a British <laughs> curriculum school. So sure. it, it's funny because it can really misrepresent who you are in terms of like, I would come here and say I was from Dubai and people would say, oh, where in the US is that, you know? And, it's, <laughs> and that, that was kind of the, <laughs> that was kind of the, the real beginning of, and as you're a kid, you're only really absorbing, like, like we've mentioned, you're not really mm. like making making really analytical thoughts about it so you're kind of like gaining these things like oh i don't sound like a new zealander even though i grew up thinking i was and then as i've gotten older i've i've gone to i've gone to the us like a couple of years ago and they i literally i was at starbucks and i asked for a latte and they flinched they literally <laughs> flinched when i said it and i was like <laughs> i was like that's so funny to me because in new zealand they think i'm an american and then when i'm in the us they're like, you're not from here, you know? Right. So it, that kind of that kind of just goes to show sort of this, this sort of inner turmoil that can come out from cultural identity, not understanding it and having maybe people perceive you differently. Um, and it, yeah, so mm, it just, it just goes to good. show the, the spider web. <laughs> yeah. That, that gets woven. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you brought up the whole name thing and yeah, my name is, is unique here, you know, Akua mm. and it, and it can be pronounced in a variety of ways. And that was one of the things I think as a young child that I had to kind of navigate initially and in just in just meeting and greeting people, right? The first thing that you usually do, right, is talk about and mm. introduce your name. And it was such a struggle for people. You know, I would often kind of go along with it. And, and then I had to find the way that, you know, I wanted it to be, you know, spoken, being that it's a tonal language, right? And it's very common because it's a day name. Where I'm from, Akua means a girl born on Wednesday. So it's very common, you know, in Ghana. Uh, but here it was, you know, such a foreign thing. But yeah. thus began, right, the the constant, you know, from the introduction, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. dance. Yeah, you know, that, that culture and, you know, identity yeah. can, can create. Yeah. So, you know, sure. you actually, you know, your mom mentioned that uh, one of the chapters is titled Grief. You know, what are some of the other chapters mm-hmm. and uh, what are they about? Yeah, so the flow of the book, so it is split into four sections. So there's searching, discovering, assimilating, and owning. And that we wanted to design the book, and this will go a little bit into how one actually writes a co-authored book. But we wanted the flow of the book to be kind of like a fictional, like you have sort of the introduction, then you have the plot, you have the drama kind of thing, you have the the problem. And then you then you get to the hopefully, you know, the happy ending. And that that's the flow that we wanted to take this book on. Mm-hmm. So the beginning starts off with starts off with, you know, where are you from? And in a complicated question, it moves into misunderstood perception, sort of opening it into more of the heavier stuff in the book. And then it comes and then it flows into the move. And the move is a really it, it sets the scene for grief. Because it, it talks about when, when we moved. And then my mom talks about when she moved from, from the US to, the, to Papua New Guinea, to Seychelles, and then to New Zealand. 
oh, sorry, and, and Dubai and to New Zealand. And so it really, really opens up where things start to sort of get misunderstood, where, where the cultural identity starts to get confusing. And from there, it's sort of, and then it goes in, yeah. So then it goes into the, the grief chapter, which, which is the, I guess that I, I talk about it kind of like a U, you know, it's the bottom of the U. And then it sort of starts to slope up into things like defining home and how people can define home in a world where, for example, like my dad lost his job in Emirates in Dubai. And that's the house I grew up in that I remember as a kid. I go back on holidays and I can't go back anymore. I, I don't have... I don't have citizenship, I don't have residency to the UAE, so I can't ever go back to my home. So mm-hmm. it's all about defining home as life evolves and changes. And as you move to different countries and, and you know, have, have other people in your life, especially when you have a loved one, you know, you want to marry someone or, or live your life with someone who's a different culture and integrating that into your new home. So then the book starts to go up to its happy ending where we start to talk about a global mindset. And it's a concept I bring up called the cultural cauldron, which has a lot to do with a visual metaphor for understanding yourself and a society as well. And then it goes into your story. So that's the, that's the last chapter, which really brings home to the reader that this book is really all about you. It's about sharing our story to inspire you, to help you to understand yourself, you know, work through that, work through it with students you may have or your kids or your parents or anything like that. So that's sort of the flow of, of the book and how, how it takes you on the journey with us. Awesome. Was yeah. there anything you were going to add, Lorraine, about that? Well, I could add a, yeah, a little bit. I mean, Ashley explained that very well. But the other thing is, and I guess it is this, you know, for anybody out there that is writing or is thinking of writing a book and yeah, I'd published my first book a few years ago, but being a co-author was interesting as well. And how are we going to do this? And how are we going to make it so that it would be easy for the reader? Mm-hmm. And what do we want the reader to do? And how do we want to involve them? And so what ha- ended up happening is the book has taken a design that I haven't ever really seen. And that is that we take the reader back to every place in Prague where the conversation started. Mm. So the beginning of every chapter is the Prague story. And the people that have pre-read the book all say, I felt like I was traveling with you. Mm. And then after each Prague story of each chapter, we have Ashley's deep dives and then Lorraine's deep dives. And it is like we wanted the book to feel like a conversation because we want this to be the beginning of a conversation that people will have in many, many parts of the world. And what is so we're just so happy about is that we're getting people pre-reading the book to to offer our first reviews. And I keep getting, I keep hearing this. I felt like I was there with you. I felt like Ashley was talking, I was listening, and then Lorraine, you were talking. And then in my mind, I was, you know, forming my own conversation and participating. So, I mean, from that side of the book, the way the book has been designed as a conversation between a mother and a daughter will, I feel, inspire what we need in our world today is we need um, my generation to have lots of conversations with Ashley's generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the power of conversation that allows us all to grow and to build empathy 
and to build, you know, connection for sure. And I, I, there, yeah, there, I do like to ask from the parenting perspective, you know, how you teach or how you help nurture and cultivate that perspective, right? That empathy, that uh, understanding, that compassion, especially when you're in the midst of these conflicting situations or different cultures that might be competing, you know, and, and sending different messages to your children. I think for me, I mean, the story really starts out in in Dubai when Ashley was seven, when she came home from that international day that she explained about at the beginning. And she said, Mom, my teacher has asked me to write a story and the, the, uh, to, to write an essay. And the title is Where Are You From? And then she said, what does that mean? <laughs> and I thought, how am I supposed to answer that? And I remember saying, you know, what my dad always said, no, we'll talk about that after dinner. And so I thought I'd grab a couple more hours to think about how do I, how do I answer that? Because I thought she was from America and New Zealand. Mm -hmm. That was what I thought. Right. Yeah, we were in Dubai, but for me, it was temporary. And I, then after dinner, we had a conversation and it ended up being that I realized that my children would write their own story and it was one that would be not like my story and that mm-hmm. I would have to to try to instill in them the confidence to navigate through life. And although the book shares a lot of the misunderstandings that I had as a mother, the things that I didn't know, I think we can, you know, I, I can say that Ashley's come through this with a very strong identity and with who she is and mm-hmm. having her own fingerprint on her own story. And so there isn't, as Ashley says, we did, even in the book, we haven't saved some algorithm of this is how you do it. There isn't, right. there, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. We can only do it through conversations. And again, I touch back on that's going to be the power of the culturally blended people community is, is having these conversations and learning from each other because mm-hmm. I also just want to say from a parent's point of view is that when that chapter of the move happened, it means so many parents move with young children. Mm-hmm. That is the most chaotic time of your <laughs> life. You know, you're trying to just like unpack boxes and start new jobs and enroll kids in schools. And so, I mean, this will get a little bit more, but I am my moving forward is I believe that we need to have communities and schools able to support people that can, that are in these situations. We have people moving into countries from all over the world. Mm. How many Ukrainians have left that are moving and how many of those Ukrainian children are ending up in communities and in schools that people have no idea what they are as a cultural blend. And so I'm very, yeah, the passion is starting to show of how much I feel we all, we're a global village and we all need to support our global community. Yeah, that's incredible. And you are actively doing your part to, you know, create these spaces where we can, you know, have these conversations and we can learn as parents how to support our kids. And so that's awesome. And then Ashley, you know, from your perspective, you know, what's one thing that you would like to tell, you know, listeners who may be struggling with that question? You know, where are you from? Yeah. So I'll start, I'll just touch on the, I guess that the great thing about our book is being two different generations is it balances each other in terms of like 
what did I not understand? What questions didn't I ask? You know, as I was growing up, a, a conflict that comes out in the book is that my mom was immigrating into New Zealand and she, like, I had no idea about her immigration story. I didn't know that it was tough, like identity wise, you know, just legally, like not necessarily legally, but just, you know, there's so many steps people need to take and that's hard. And so when, so the move is one of the pinnacle chapters in the book, because it really goes to show that when, when I moved to New Zealand, there was a lot of things I didn't realize I would have to give up. And So when I was growing up, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and a lot of our childhood was a lot more American endorsed. There was, we were Thanksgiving all the time. We're inviting around our friends from all over the world, like Zimbabwe, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, the US, like everyone would kind of come and get together and we would celebrate Thanksgiving and we would celebrate Halloween and we would celebrate uh, 4th of July and Christmas. And it was really, it was a really big part of my life. And so when we came here, I expected everything to be the same and and it wasn't. And my mom was also going through this transformation of, she was wanted to own herself as a New Zealander. She wanted to, she's working towards citizenship. She wanted to be like, I'm, I'm becoming one of you. I'm becoming part of the society. I'm becoming a citizen. I want to become a New Zealander. And to become a New Zealander, she sort of, in a way, didn't want to maybe, I think she's she's said before, stick out like a sore thumb, you know, start celebrating things like Thanksgiving to really show her difference because she wanted to be similar. And when she, when we stopped doing Thanksgiving and 4th of July, like as big as we did in, in Dubai, I was missing a part of a culture that I was aligned with. And so that was, and it wasn't, nothing was intentional. That's the thing is nothing was, you know, intentional, but it was like this hole. I was just, they get deeper and deeper that I was missing. And so a lot of, I think a a big misunderstood perception there is between, I guess, a mother and a daughter, parents and kids is this, what each person identifies with is different. What, what each person needs is different. And also to, there is an, there's an example in the book where I was at a, this is, this is when I was a kid in Dubai and I was at a birthday party and a friend of mine called Claire was an American, you know, both parents were American, I believe. And a parent had asked Claire, where are you from? And she said Dubai, because that's where she grew up. You know, she'd only go back to the US a couple of weeks in a year to see her grandparents. And that was it. And her mom across the room, like shouted and was like, Claire, no, you're not. You're from America. And to have that kind of conflicting thing as a child to have a like a an identity imposed on you for parents to have a belief that their kid is born with a cultural intuition is something maybe for parents to be aware of and to not necessarily impose but to give them experience but not say this is who you are you know like mm-hmm. give them experience of their of a culture that they have on their passport but don't when, when a kid says they're from Dubai and they they're not like in terms of legally don't mm. disencourage that or don't impose mm. who they are on them. So that is a really, in terms of parenting, I guess, that that's a big sort of advice or tip that, that comes out of out of the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And as parents, we are, can be quick to want to put our <laughs> stamp <laughs> and our perspective <laughs> yeah. on, you know, on the passport, so to speak, right? Or, or our perspective. Mm. So that's a good reminder mm. to, yeah. to slow down. Take a breath and, mm. and you know, let mm. the child express what they are feeling and thinking at the moment. Mm-hmm. And if you exactly. want to, you know, later on, you know, check in and, and just 
create a space to to dig a little deeper, you know, maybe in the privacy of mm-hmm. maybe the family unit, right? Not at a party shouting across the room. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then it just opens up the space to to let the, you know, really invite children to share, mm-hmm. and, you know, without our judgment or without our, you know, perspective or our right answer that has to mm-hmm. you know, be conveyed. So that's great. Good. So yeah, as we're winding down, you know, how can people, you know, be a part of, of what you're doing? Tell us, you know, kind of how they can get the book and how they can be a part of the culturally blended community. Yeah. So the book is available on Amazon and Goodreads. It's available, should uh, be anywhere that you look for a book. book. So <clears throat> that's there. We also have a podcast. So yes. you can check us out with the podcast and then the community. You can find out, out everything on our website, which is culturallyblendedpeople.com. Mm-hmm. That would Great. be the best place to go. And then from there, it will lead out. Uh, next year, we're looking forward to coming out with some courses for parents to go through some of these things and to um, to dive deeper into how they can really activate some of this in their life and and really improve the relationships and the lives that they have with their children and could be very much for grandchildren, grandparents too, because, (laughs) you know, that's something I see here in New Zealand is it's very common for grandparents to have been born and raised here. And um, it's their grandchildren that have gone overseas as young children like mine did overseas. And, and there's that that misunderstanding between the grandparents. Um, and so that, yeah. Yeah. So many levels. We have the, you know, generational, you know, component. We mm-hmm. have the immigration, you know, aspects of it. We have, you know, developments and, and just everybody's own personal you know, journey with it all. But uh, the beautiful thing is we don't have to do it alone. And we have spaces and places, you know, like this and like the one that you're creating as well. And as a fellow, you know, mom podcaster, what is the name of the podcast? That's the CBP podcast. It's um, it's on uh, YouTube as under Culturally Blended People podcast. So we've got the video there and then we're going to launch it around the time that the book has launched the podcast. So it'll be available on like Spotify and Apple Music. And yeah, so you can get to know us in the book and the community a little bit more. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm excited to be a part of that and stay in touch with you all mm-hmm. as well. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. And it kind of brings us back around to home and, you know, the quote that you opened with that we, we do take a piece of home and create that home wherever we go, especially when we learn to embrace and celebrate it and and then share it mm-hmm. with everybody that we get to, you know, interact with. Great. Well, That's thanks true. again for yes, joining us. And thank, we'll, yes. thank you. Yeah. Been, look forward a great to, conversation. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Look forward to reading the book and being a part of the community with you. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Sure. for listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. 
There you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview and find out how to work with Akua as a parenting coach. Join us next time for more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.